0: Well, I guess people are just excited. I have no idea. You would have sworn it's uh, New Year's Eve or something. But yeah, 060584 at 2250. It is Barron Sports Worldwide. It's a Wednesday today. It is soccer nights. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, imagine being thrust right into a crisis on your first day at work. Well, that is exactly what happened to our guests. Now, the new head of referees had to make sure that all of the match officials had to get ready Meet the fitness standards required to run the length and the breadth of a football field. That's what they need to do. Well, he's a former man who was in the middle himself. And he knows what is required for 90 minutes uh, with the whistle and now that we've also allowed him to get uh, stuck in and do what he needs to be done uh, for a smooth return back to football, he joins us live right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. Haven't seen him in a while, though. He's the newly appointed head of referees, Mr. Abdul Ibrahim. Thank you for your time. Good evening.
1: Good evening to you, Robert. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you again.
0: It is my pleasure, and it is mine to congratulate you on a much-deserved job and a much-deserved appointment.
1: Thank you very much, sir. It's an an honour to have been afforded the opportunity to lead the the refereeing in South Africa.
0: I mean, I just said a short while ago, though, Abdul, remember I I kept torturing you you when I would see you down in Cape Town and say, when are you going to be available for us to chat to you? Because we need you. One of these former legendary referees that was right in the middle of the park, uh, but we never quite got there. But I'm glad that today, (laughs) under your new appointment, uh, we are able to talk to you and also just talk about what it is that it means to you to be appointed and and what are some of the challenges that you are going to be facing and what a way to be appointed though hey in the middle of a pandemic
1: yes we are we are living in um very actually can i use the word strange times you know um and, and 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 just speaking about sport in those times you know um covid 19 is really Affected not only sport, but everybody else in every job worldwide. But, um, yes, like you say, we are all glad to be back with football. I have to, I have to add though, Robert, that, um, you mentioned, you know, that I've been thrust in the middle of this, um, you know, I had to hit the ground running, if I can use those words. I've been using yeah. it all along, but I have to, I have to say, there's been a, there's been a good team effort. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there, there have been many powwows, but you know what? That is what makes things work. You sit down, you agree to disagree, you disagree to agree, and then you reach a decision and everybody moves in the same direction. So, yes, oh. here we have football back in South Africa again.
0: Well, what is the major powwow that you had to deal with almost immediately? Because I would imagine that that is where you were thrust.
1: No, it's not, not really major powwows. You know, it's like little niggas to get things done. When must the referees come up? Um where are they going to be training, we are going to, where are we going to be staying, etc., cetera, et cetera. It's just those little things, yeah. you know, that that we need to sit down and discuss and finalize so that we know that when when the league did kick off, that everything would be in place, everything would be smooth, and uh, yeah, then we can just look forward to the end of the season.
0: Well, we've had voices that have given us a, a picture of what the footballing side looked like and what the so-called bubble, Abdul looked like and how they had to get there but we you Mm -hmm. literally the first person now to represent the the really important people again as far as football is concerned which are the referees take me through what has had to happen behind the scenes uh, for us to see a victor chungwani literally referee the first match since coming back into this football phased level of football as I call it all different kind of football as I call it what what needed to happen they've had to go through a level of testing I would imagine Uh, those who have tested positive were left out those who were negative then went into uh, some form of isolation or something I don't know I'm assuming but take me through the process
1: yes it it, it has been hectic Um, firstly we had to find out from the match officials um, who of them would be available We must understand that um, with the country uh, reducing the levels from level level 5 COVID to level 3, many companies open up and, and, and everybody, a lot of people had to go back to work. And this included some of our match officials as well. So we first had to find out who was available to actually be inside this bubble for the four or five week period. Remember that inside the bubble, you're not allowed to go anywhere. You cannot have contact with anyone. Because like you rightfully said, um, we had to put the match officials through a series of uh, COVID testing. Um, I have to say with their physical fitness uh, um, uh, checks during the lockdown, we have our national fitness instructors have been sending out um, regular exercise programs for the match officials to follow. Um, it, is, it was difficult for them to train in lockdown because you must remember... They had no access to fields, and, and match officials need open fields to be able to, to train, you know. Um, doing your sit-ups and your planks and your push-ups and all your kind of exercises doesn't really help, but mm. at least we, kept, we tried to keep them focused, um, focused with technical programs, we, which we started on WhatsApp. Then we went to Zoom you know, doing uh, technical programs for match officials on Zoom, keeping their minds fresh for the laws of the game. And um, the physical side actually went very well because our, our instructors would get regular feedback from our referees. We'd ask them to take video clips of them exercising, etc. you know, so that we have proof that everybody's busy. And and those were the kind of things that we were doing. Then in getting in getting the match officials here, um, also we had to bring them up into groups those who were immediate, immediately available to come up to Johannesburg. Um, and then there was the second batch who obviously could not get off immediately, but uh, we brought them in later. The ones that came, up, came into the bubble first were those match officials who stayed in and around the Johannesburg area, some of them um, from Limpopo, some from KZN who could travel immediately. We brought that batch in. Um, then the second batch came in um, a week and a half to two weeks later. Um, so what happened was when when the first batch of match officials had gone through their testing, through their physical checks, we then moved them directly from one um, BSE hotel to another. Okay, then this was their final move, obviously, to, to the hotel that we are currently at. And when the second batch had been tested, and all the results had been in. It was then decided, obviously with um, medical advice, that we could move everybody into the bubble. And um, yeah, and 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 obviously we've been um, putting our match officials through daily physical exercises, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to prep them for to start preparing them for the for the start of the season. And yes, as you saw, Victor Slangwani and his team produced a very good performance as well as uh, um, a referee body and his team. Yes. You know, um, so yes, the, the the match officials, we have been keeping them focused um, with the technical uh, uh, sessions that we've been having. And the proof is now um, in the matches that we see live. And, and I do believe our match officials have been performing very well.
0: Yeah. And I'm one of these very... Detailed individuals, you, you'll forgive me, Abdul, and um, and I know that Buddy had a great game as well. Uh, you know, the call for the penalty was an excellent one. Uh, not too many would have seen it firsthand, but he was able to make that call. But let, let me let me step back a little bit. The the tests themselves, mm-hmm. you would agree, you would agree that some of I think a handful of your refs did test positive initially. Then you had to isolate. And then mm-hmm. you had to bring them uh, back again once the self-isolation had been done. And mm-hmm. then they were then brought into this hotel number one, where they've now all tested negative and they're ready for action. The reason why I say that, it's it's not because I want you to even mention any names. I don't expect that from you. But I'm just saying that it's it's been that kind of pandemic that has affected everybody and at every level of the game as much as it's affected the players as much as it's affected the administrators of the clubs in the PSL and Glad Africa Championship it has affected the referees.
1: Yes it has Um, as was reported we have had positive cases uh, with the first, first batch of match officials and I have to say I mean these are young match officials and they are all young and 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 it's difficult to isolate. It's difficult to be away from home. It's difficult to be away from family and friends. Um, so we had, to, um, we had to obviously stimulate them mentally, keep in contact with them, um, obviously from a distance. But um, we tried our best to make them feel comfortable. Um, the medical teams, I have to say, were excellent in dealing with them, made sure that they had what they needed, um, medication-wise, et cetera, et cetera. But then I also have to say that none of them actually showed uh, COVID symptoms. You know, even though they may have tested positive, um, they never showed any any COVID symptoms. Um, and after the quarantine period was over, they were ready to come out and take the field to, to continue their exercise.
0: Absolutely. And wh- when you now go into your final do we also call it bubble for the for the referees but when you go into where they are now um abdul do you, do you find that as clear as they are they are ready they are well equipped they have everything that will sustain them for at least the next 6 weeks because it is a long time and you, and you can't really make a, a hotel as comfortable as home is but would you say that they're adequately covered to ensure that all of their needs are catered for, including that of keeping physically fit?
1: Yes, they are. Um, Well, like I I just mentioned, now mentally we need to keep them stimulated. Um, Obviously, the little things will pop up, you know, because we we do realize that um, we have taken them all away from the comforts of their home. Mm. You know, where they could just... um, walk out of the home, go to the shop across the road, get something, you know, a little chocolate or whatever, get something to eat, and then come back home. Whereas here, that is not so easily done. Um, everything needs to be arranged. Everything needs to go through proper procedures. We have compliance officers who ensure that uh, match officials uh, and everybody in the hotel adhere to the um, protocols that are in place. And, and you know, what, the protocols are not there to prohibit people from doing or saying anything. You know, it's just about uh, protecting everybody, keeping everybody safe, you know, um, not just the people out there, but the people inside the hotels as well. But yes, it it is difficult sometimes, but um, we just need to keep engaging the match officials, you know, keep talking to them. I love walking around in the groups of match officials, you know, I'll sit with them, make fun with them, just to make them feel as 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 at home as possible mm-hmm. so that the four five weeks um is not really a burden on them but they can see it as a as a good experience as well.
0: Absolutely. And that said they cannot be in a bubble with any other club, can they?
1: No you know you know you know match officials Robert that, that will never be allowed and under my watch, if there are any clubs around um it's no, it's not something that'll ever happen. Should never happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. No uh, because we we're, I had a couple of people asking because y- you can imagine this is the first time people are going into the situation of a, a bubble and a pandemic and so on and mm-hmm. they're starting to think that maybe everybody is within one hotel block or the within one radius, etc., cetera, et cetera. But the way you've described it now is that the clubs will be where they are. They might mm-hmm. be sharing a space with broadcasters that are coming into their bubble, but never referees. Referees never, ever are in the same area or spot or sleeping environment as the clubs that they will be refereeing.
1: Yeah, well, as far, as far as I know, that, um, sure. that practice has never happened. Um, and we try as far as possible... Um, not to allow it to happen, you know, not, not, not for anything, but we, we, we want to look after our match officials, you know. We want to know that they are fine with everything, with all the arrangements. So, yes, we try and keep teams away from match officials um, as best as possible. Uh, most of the teams I, I do know are not, are not around this area. Even, even the fields that we practice on are not close to any um, uh, of the, uh, the fields that the teams use, and we don't, we don't share training venues with with teams as well.
0: Your assessment of this past weekend, how would you look back at the games that were played? I know difficult for some, a lot of stranger things. There's more substitutions, rolling substitutions that should be taken. There's water breaks where they weren't before. But overall, were you satisfied?
1: If we're talking the the performance of the match officials, yes, I am. We know mistakes Mistakes are going to happen. We have an excellent technical team in place as well Mm -hmm. um, who who are looking at all the technical aspects of the games and what has happened. But generally, we are happy with the performance of the match officials. I know everybody had a lot to say about their fitness and everything, but if you watch the games, their, their physical performances are at optimal levels and they are very much in the game and not allowing the players to get away from them at any time.
0: And they felt that they were able to keep up with the game as it went on. I mean, we we could tell. I mean, from a from a footballing sense, some of the clubs struggled, especially in the NetBank Cup. Uh, some of the teams did struggle, and there were injuries to some that were just worn out because they haven't been playing football for that long. Did you get a, a report back, especially from them, or maybe observationally, did you get a sense that they were able to keep up?
1: Yes, we have. I mean, we we asked him after the matches, you know. So how was it physically, and and most of them have said that the matches are demanding, physically demanding, because, look, we know that that our match officials are not at 100% 100%, uh, uh, optimal fitness. But, you know, we've also reminded them that it's important that, even though not being 100% fit, that they are able to marry their technical skill with the physical skill. And if they can do that, then the game should be easy. If they are able to read the game, then they will be able to position themselves correctly to be able to make the, the technical calls that they need to make.
0: I mean, you're stepping into an important portfolio. Abdul, I won't lie to you, being the head of referees. It's a big ask, but I'm sure for somebody who's got their head screwed on the right way, you're very level-headed. It, it shouldn't overwhelm you. But you also understand, though, that its it, it's been in the past season or so. Lots of talk about, hey, referees this, hey, referees that, maybe because the stakes are so much higher. How, how would you rate the overall standard of what I would call South African refereeing as it stands right now?
1: Um, South African refereeing is very highly rated on the African continent. I mean, we, we we only need to look at the match officials that have been officiating at uh, CAF and FIFA level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must know that CAF, I mean, every, I'm sure everybody does know, CAF has always commended South Africa as being one of the leading uh, football associations um, to produce co- top quality match officials. I mean, I can go way back to to the late in McLeod. We had Ahmad Sali, Ari Soldatos, um, more recently, we have Jerome Damon, uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Bennett, Victor Gomes, Zacchela Suella, um, Eugene and up and coming. I mean, we know Victor Samwani. and and we've regularly been producing a high number of quality match officials. Um, even even locally, I mean, the guys some of the some of the match officials who don't make the international panel. I mean, but we have very good match officials, and and. All I am going to be doing, Robert, I mean, we have a solid base in place. Right. You know, um, I am just going to try with the, with, the, with the excellent team that we have in place to keep building on that platform and, and try and maintain South Africa as one of the leading countries uh, producing um, top match officials continuously.
0: And that can never, ever stop, though. And with you at the helm that's a straight question This: what do we expect from the referees department though, under your leadership? Is there something or some ways, some nuances Abdul that you've learned that you would like to introduce to make that, that you've described now so much more better.
1: Like I said, Robert, we have solid structures in place and, and yes, this is, this is a big appointment for me. So obviously my first task would see what it is that we have in place and and sometimes it's not a matter of uh, you know the old saying why fix something that is not broken right sometimes sometimes you look at a process and and you know maybe you can just tweak it a little bit here have a look at changing something there and 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 it functions the way it should function you know um So basically, that will be the first thing I'm going to do, to look at what it is we have in place, how have we been doing things over the past uh, few years, and then see if I can build on that. Uh, Like I said, this this is not going to be just my effort. It's going to be a team effort. I mean, we have a technical committee. We have an appointments committee. There's a review committee. We have people doing examinations. We have an examinations board. So everybody forms... This referee's department, you know, and um, if the leadership allows us to run refereeing in South Africa, then I am sure we will keep producing the quality match officials that we have.
0: I love the sound of that. And and, and with that, let let me tie it up with something that has obviously been a bit of a concern for a while, though. Um, Fitness is one thing. And I think Saf has been very transparent as far as that is concerned. So back then, and I know he listens to the show quite a lot, uh, but now that he's retired, he wouldn't mind me using him as an example. So if a Daniel Bennett were to be unfit, then we would know that Daniel Bennett is not going to be part of the panel. He's left out up until the next uh, fitness trials or fitness tests that go through, and then he makes it. But now here for me, was the bit of a problem because a number of senior referees once said that the association is not doing anything on the technical aspects as they make the technical mistakes week in and week out, uh, but they rather focus on their fitness. So which makes it a bit of a funny situation where you ask the question, is it possible to have a fit referee or referees who are not really technically aware?
1: No, the, the, the two have to go hand in glove. Your technical skill of the laws of the game has to be in line with your physical skill. If you don't have good technical knowledge of the laws of the game, you can be a Usain Bolt. You're not going to get it right on the field of play. Mm-hmm. Then you can have someone who's got brilliant technical skill but is not able to run on the field of play. It's not going to look good. So our, our top officials are able to, like I said, marry the two and be able to, to produce. And this is, this is what we want. We want our match officials to be able to use both skill sets in, in producing good performances week in and week out.
0: It's been a problem for us for many a time, and it's always good to share some of those problems while we talk about the good things as well, Abdul, is what happens in the lower leagues, whether it is match fixing, whether it is bribery, whether it is all sorts of shenanigans that are going on in the lower divisions. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about how to deal with that?
1: Yes, I have, and I have one or two nights lay in bed thinking now, how do I approach this? You know, there's, there's always talk, Robert, and, and you know, as a former referee, I have always heard this talk, that there's always bribery and corruption going on in the lower leagues. It's now for me, like I said, it's, it's mm-hmm. also part of my, my job to find out how the provinces are structured, how the regions are structured, and obviously, um, assist the provinces where they need assistance from the South African Football Association. Um, and it's a matter of me engaging all the role players, you know, to, to find out, you know, okay, so what has been happening? Where have we gone wrong? Where can we, uh, what, what needs to be fixed? You know, what needs to be looked at? And, um, Obviously, once I've, I've, I've um, gathered all the facts, then then one can make an informed decision. You know, uh, for me to speculate now as to as to what is what is going on in the in the lower leagues would be totally incorrect. So yes, I have a lot of homework to do, and hopefully, with the help of everybody involved in refereeing in the provinces and in the regions, we can we can reach um, some kind of you know. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, not, not agreement. You know, we can, we can all reach common ground, sure. you know, and, and put what is negative behind us and, and build on what is positive in taking refereeing forward in South Africa. We must remember that the lower leagues, When, when I, I use the word lower very lightly, you know, because mm-hmm. for me, I rate any match official very high. Um, the, these leagues are the leagues that feed the national panel so we have to look at our regional and and provincial panels so that we know that we are consistently developing match officials who we can call up to the national panel and when they do get to the national panel there's not really a lot of training that they need to go through technically or physically you know so so if we get the the lower league structures right then you know if the if the base is solid in
0: the house stands firm. It's been one of those, Abdul, where they say, okay, fine, there's no TV cameras, therefore the referees are there for the taking, so they get offered bribes, they get offered money uh, to swing a game one way or the other. I mean, even encroaching, I dare say, as high as the Glad Africa Championship, where there have been those allegations, and they were there... Uh, a, a gazillion of them last season, so which is obviously very worrying. Yes, there is no right or outright broadcaster that broadcasts the Glad Africa Championship, but you might find highlights here and there if there's a if there's a game here and there that is deemed important, it might be shown live. But there is no consistency of cameras at those games. Does that play a part? And when referees do get approached, and we know that they get approached because we've run a series of shows. On this platform that was dealing with exactly the same thing about bribery, corruption in the lower divisions, and it is there. How would you want to try and eradicate that? I mean, given how competitive now the glad Africa championship is we spoke to one of the uh, uh, spokesmen last week and he said okay well the prize money has shut up so it has crept up into the three millions it, it's never been there before it's been prize money of 300,000 or 350,000 rand before for the winner after 30 games so the stakes are higher trying to get into the PSL the stakes are higher now because it's a 15 million rand for whoever wins uh the the, the, the PSL league how then, from a refereeing perspective, do you make sure that all of that, where money or brown envelopes under the seat or the chair or the door or whatever, is being infiltrated? Because you don't want your referees to be implicated.
1: Well, we don't want anybody to be to be implicated. But but you know, Robert, like I said, for me for me to speak about those allegations, you know, um, would be would be Seriously bad for me because I cannot speculate on something that I that I never have or don't have facts on. So it it, it would be for me a fact finding mission, like I said, you know, to to see what is in place. You know, um, why do certain things happen? Why don't certain things happen? And when when we have the answers, then obviously we can look at you know what has been happening, uh, why has it been happening, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, Robert, for me for me to answer that question now, I would purely be speculating, and that, that mm. obviously wouldn't
0: be right. Yeah, but just from clean governance, you, you wouldn't want that. And, and we would be more than happy if you find yourself uh, stuck at some point. We, we would gladly offer you the, uh, the audio from the series of shows that we did here on the platform because we did run them. We were very concerned, and, uh, and, and I'm glad that somebody like you is in position mm. because mm. you are approachable. What I hate, and I think, not hate because I hate it personally, what I hate because the public then don't get to find out, is when people who are in positions like yourself then close rank and don't communicate and don't get any information out to the public. And that is what we found. We found our our, our the door being slapped in our faces because people don't want to be accountable for what they do. But the evidence was there. We were able to bring people that were first-hand recipients of all of those shenanigans that were going on. So, hence I say that if you ever find yourself hitting a brick wall, feel free to give us a call. We'll supply you with all of that audio so you can listen, get a sense of where and how it started. We would be more than glad to, uh, to offer that to you.
1: I, I will always have an open-door policy, Robert, and I will always listen to anyone who wants to talk to me about refereeing, be it negative or positive. But then whoever is talking to me about it must also be prepared to listen so that I can also give my opinion or the opinion of, of, of um, refereeing in South Africa. So it, it's going to be a, a give and take from everybody. Yes, there, there are those negative reports, and, and, and if I need to listen to them, I will. You know, um, How we deal with it moving forward, obviously that, that, will, that needs to be discussed or talked about with the powers that be, and ultimately it's the powers that be that make the final decisions.
0: Goal line technology is that a possibility anytime soon in SA?
1: Well, uh, with the introduction of VAR, um, obviously that is that is the, one of the big things that uh, that's the talking football nowadays. Since FIFA has introduced it two, three years back, um, goal line technology, yes, it is something that that um, we we can introduce in South Africa. South Africa is well placed to to, to introduce. Even VAR, we've got good infrastructure. I mean, we've got Supersport, who, who is a very good broadcaster. They have they have the infrastructure as far as um, um, the camera work is concerned, the broadcasting is concerned. So, yeah, we just we, we should engage the iFab, and I'm sure we have. I'm positive we have engaged the iFab already. So, But it is it is a massive process. It's a process that we need to go through. Everybody needs to be educated on on how to to run the var and glt uh, protocols and um hopefully in the next future in the in the next few years or in the near future we'll be seeing uh, the introduction of var and hopefully goal line technology in south africa mm.
0: what's been your take on the work of the review committee
1: they've been they've been doing excellent work i mean you must know this, this This committee sits at least twice a week to review quite a few matches that have taken place over the weekend. You know, and um, it's, it, it, it's sometimes very difficult um, if you have a permanent job as well to be able to sit nights and go through all the matches, all the match reports, you know, that uh, have to come in from the match assessors. Um, they have been doing very well. And and again, part of my function again would be to engage all the current department heads, you know, um, all the committee heads, sorry, and and you know just hear from them how it is they've been functioning, what it is they're happy about, what it is they are unhappy about, and then together put things in place that will benefit only refereeing in South Africa.
0: Because it's about the turnaround, usually Abdul about the review committee to say how long does it take for that review to to step forward? What for you would be ideal? You know, usually, and I think internationally, the trends are that by Tuesday, let's say a big decision had to be made or there was a wrongful uh, red card that was given because of mistaken identity or something like that. Um, By Tuesday, the review committee sits and then they rescind that decision and the player gets to play his next match whenever the next match is. What what sort of turnaround time would you be happy with?
1: Like I said, Robert, I mean uh, the the, the gentlemen who sit on this committee. Obviously, they have um, nine to five jobs as well, so it, it does become very difficult for them to produce the the, the results immediately. Yes, mm-hmm. if there are critical situations that need to be looked at, obviously those are the ones that are going to take preference. Um, to, to actually put a time frame to it, uh, I can't, but. The information should obviously be made available as soon as possible. Obviously, um, they would have gone through all the facts, uh, all the paperwork, and then uh, go through uh, video evidence, etc., cetera, et cetera, to be able to, to, to produce the correct result.
0: What are you looking forward to the most?
1: Um, being head of Department of Referees in South Africa. I'm very much looking forward to this position. It's it's going to be a major challenge. I look forward to the challenge. Like I said, I have yeah. excellent people around me, um, experienced former referees, um, people with very good technical skill. So hopefully we can keep building and building and build from a house to a double story to hopefully a hotel of match officials. Um, that are consistently produced, not just in the lower leagues, but on the national panel and internationally for South Africa.
0: What looks really good is that there are people of your calibre that are, are being involved, and are being given the rightful positions. Uh, same thing I say to Jerome Damon as well, because I know and I understand he has not only a local contribution, but globally mm-hmm. he has done and continues to do so much. I pretty much say the same thing to referees that are recently retired who want to get involved in the structures, that they should never get lost because, you know, we we have interviews, again, Abdul, Mm -hmm. with uh, Ari Soldatos who will come through, and regardless of how tough the situation is, the one thing I've always respected him for is his ability to be available because when you are accountable – especially when faced with so much that is coming your way, it is that much better for the public who loves football so much to be able to get more and better insight. And I have no doubt that your standing in this position will pretty much offer the same, if not greater. And this conversation does kickstart that relationship that it's not about... Me as an individual, but it's about the millions of people listening on Metro, on Radio 2000, countrywide and worldwide that hear your voice and look for some form of leadership. You must be happy, though, that some of the top referees that you worked with do start to occupy these key positions now post their retirement.
1: Yes, that is that is very much correct, uh, Robert. And, and you mentioned the, the name Jerome Damon. Like you said, he's always accessible for 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 uh, for anything refereeing in South Africa. You know, um, we know the amazing work that he has done. We and we know about the amazing work that he continues to do um, for South Africa, uh, on the African continent, um, and then currently with uh, with FIFA, he is mm. the regional development officer for FIFA on the African continent. You know. So, yes, we have some excellent former referees that, um, like you say, we don't want them lost to to, to the refereeing fraternity, which is why we we encourage them, you know, we, we uh, try and, and, and further develop them uh, or ask them to enhance themselves to become match commissioners and then match assessors. Um, and not, not just aiming to, to, to reach the national panel, but um, to go further and pre- represent South Africa on the CAF panel. You know, for CAF and FIFA matches as well. So um, no, we never want our our former international referees, our former national panel panel referees, to be lost. You know, to refereeing. I mean, if if they cannot get onto the match commissioner panel on the match assessor panel, then you know why not get involved in in your problems? You know, it's it's important because these are the, the the former match officials who carry all the all the knowledge. You know and and just I want to also touch on the point that you mentioned about um having having uh transparency being available for people et cetera you know what that is that is what 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 we should be about you know if something happens in the field of play uh we should be able to 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 speak about it um obviously after doing our homework like I mentioned, going through the videos if we haven't watched the game, going through the reports from the matches et etc and then and then letting people know, listen, this is what happened. Um, and, and match officials know. If, if, you, if you underperform, if you make mistakes, like, like with everything in life, there's consequences. Mm-hmm. If you have an excellent game, if you perform very well, there are good consequences. So, yes, as much as we, we um, deal with those who make mistakes or underperform, uh, uh, um, we should also be dealing with those who have very good matches. You know, and perform very well, and give them the the positive recognition that, that that they deserve at the time of their performances.
0: Well, he was very very strict. He was very approachable. He was very neat. But a great and humble servant of the beautiful game of football, Abdul Bassat Ibrahim, newly appointed head of referees for Safa. I want to thank you so much for this conversation, an important one that we've had but also wishing you the best of luck as you move forward in your appointment.
1: Thank you very much for having me on the show, Robert. And I just want to to let everybody know that I will always be a servant of this beautiful game. Thank you very much.
0: Love those closing words. Abdul Ibrahim, thank you so much indeed.
1: Only a pleasure. Thanks, Robert.
0: All right. I guess we end off on a very, very positive note, and we do thank him um, for that. Uh, Thank you so much uh, to Abdul Ibrahim. You all remember him, uh, the man in the middle, back in the days, occupying the hot seat as the head of referees for Safa.